Hello, and welcome to the Cosmic Cauldron with host Jamie and Charlotte, where we discuss spirituality, paganism, witchcraft, holistic lifestyles, and everything in between. So gather around the cauldron every Wednesday, where we brew up a new topic. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Cauldron, episode 43. On today's episode, we're going to be covering some ways that you can commune and communicate with spirit. And preparing for this episode today, given that we are recording this before Samhain and Halloween, the veil is very thin. (laughs) And any of you who are super connected or hyper aware of your surroundings have probably already been sensing the thinness between our world and other worlds. But just this morning, thinking about this episode and getting ready for this episode, I feel like the spirits in my house were like playing games with me. And I also believe that the ghost cat of 2020 is back or that I'm sorry, the ghost cat of 2021 has been reappearing again. But The funniest thing happened this morning. I went to use the bathroom before, you know, we jumped on here because, you know, small bladder, better take care of that before I sit down for a couple of hours. And of all the ways for a spirit to communicate with me, it picked the toilet paper roll. The toilet paper roll was laying in the middle of the bathroom floor. And I'm thinking, I am here by myself. You know, the kids are at school, the 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 man is at work. Uh, I just used the restroom like 30 minutes ago. I pee a lot, okay? And it was not on the floor. <laughs> so I just laughed to myself, you know, because it's like 25 minutes ago this happened. And I was like, all right, I hear you. Yep, we're going to – I'll be sure to mention this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they were ready for their cameo. Like yeah. they, they were going to get some on screen or on air time yeah, today. <laughs> for sure. And I know we've mentioned this before and, and, you know, you'll have to like listen in post-processing Charlotte, but I've always wondered whenever we talk about spirits or just when we're recording in general, if we ever pick up any like EVPs. So I'll be very curious with this episode to see if anything is like picked up in the background that you and I can't hear at this moment. Um, (laughs) am I welcoming that sort of, yes, I am. So let's see what happens. Yeah. I think in my house, I actually did a cleansing last week where I opened all the windows and I smoke cleanse and I told everything to get the F out. Um, so it's been really quiet around here, Ah. but not so much over here. <laughs> They're like, we have a contact. We. <laughs> it's like I can almost see them on the other side. Like, oh, oh, she's going to be talking about us today. Remember, she's got that episode. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> the cat's suiting up in his little ghost tie, getting ready for his big interview. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I will. I know we've already told. Did we already tell this story on an episode? We did have a ghost stories episode. So yeah, yes. I think I think it got mentioned there. Yes, you're right. I knew I knew we had mentioned it at some point. So I think maybe we can retell that story maybe at the end of this episode. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we will. 
Well, we wanted to do this episode uh, to talk about connecting with spirits. And when I say spirits, I mean a few different things. A spirit can be a ghost. It can be angels. It can be deities. It can be... I ran out of my list here. (laughs) It can be your spirit guide. It can... It can be a number of things. What we're talking about when we're talking about spirits is a spiritual being. So, yes, for the sake of this episode, we're going to be touching on many different types of spirit. And and spirit to us and pertaining to this episode is just anything that can't necessarily be seen with the naked eye. That is just of some sort of energy. Um, So like she said, it can be anything from angels to ghosts to ancestors to guides, whatever, all things in between. So to begin this episode, we're going to start talking about the types of spirits. Now, the first up is angels, and this really depends on your practice. Working with angels will be very dependent on your practice. Um, I know for the Abrahamic religions, these are spiritual beings that serve God, but angels don't mean this to every person. Now, Jamie, I believe that you have worked with angels in your practice before. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So going back to what you just said about um, angels being recognized in the Abrahamic religions. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But I don't view them now as they do and as I used to. Um, And I actually just talked about this kind of yesterday on my Instagram and my Facebook. But I no longer see these angels as some sort of like, I don't even know how to describe it because it's just such a feeling as, as something that is better than us and like separate than us outside of us, if that makes sense. I do see them now more so as energy, a high energy being. Now, I want to preface this by also saying that I do believe that higher energy beings take different forms and multiple forms. And I do believe that is because that's how that energy is trying to relate to you and how you grew up and, and what culture you were raised in, um, which, you know, we could go deeper into like different religions and their purpose and that sort of thing, but that's the topic for another day. Um, But having said that, I see angels now as like spiritual guides. Um, I also see them sort of associated with the chakra system. So um, in the beginning of my spiritual journey, I was friends with some people from the UK and they really helped me open my eyes because they are much more, oh, how do you, how do I put it? Like, more comfortable, I guess, more open about this sort of thing over there than we are because of their history and whatnot, I guess. And so Archangel Michael was someone, someone, something, whatever, that was brought up to me as a guide of one of my friends. And because I was very close to her and she was teaching me a lot about her connection with that, this started showing up a lot in my life too. So there's a few specific archangels, um, I guess you could say, that I have worked with, Archangel Michael being the biggest influence there. And all I will say about that really is it's just 
another form of the spirit. To me, I believe in like a higher power. I don't call it God anymore, but I believe that we all come from something, you know, whether it's just some sort of energy ball somewhere, whatever. But there's something that sends these these other energy forms in our into our lives to to teach us and to guide us, right? So when I started working with Archangel Michael, <laughs> I noticed that I started seeing little blue orbs and blue like flashes of light everywhere. And whenever I would be like meditating on him or talking to him, for instance, like in the shower, it used to happen all the time. I'd start seeing these like blue flashes everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, can, I'm not in the shower. What are you doing? You know? <laughs> No privacy for you. No privacy. <laughs> and so that was really a really exciting time because, gosh, this was probably like 2015. It really like validated my experience. And and so now I know when I see these blue flashes of light, I know he's around and he's with me. Um, it doesn't happen as much now. Um, but that was a very guiding force for me in the beginning of my journey. I love that. I have never worked with angels, but I do know that in a lot of practices, a lot of folk witch practices, they sort of blend in um, certain religions. Now, and then you also have like the Christian witch who would also be relating to angels. And it's a really cool concept with, you know, to me, but not, not one that I have any personal experience with. So I love, I love hearing about it, though. Well, and I think that's what's so awesome about all these different aspects of this this higher energy, right? Is that it it comes to us and represents itself to us in ways that make sense to us personally that that we're going to be the most comfortable working with. So, you know, that's another reason why we started this podcast, right? Is to to highlight the differences, but also show how it brings us together. Yeah, exactly. Now, the next type of spirit that we want to talk about is what we typically hear called spirit guides. Uh, these are beings that watch over you, obviously guide you, and are an integral part of your like daily life. And as Wikipedia states, a spirit guide in Western spiritualism is an entity that remains as a discarnate, discarnate, discarnate <laughs> spirit. You're in the ballpark. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. And <laughs> um, this, they act um, as a guide or protector to a living incarnated human being. Now, I've heard some people say that they have guardian angels, so they'll kind of mix these two together. My own. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say real quick. My own personal experience is that I haven't, other than Archangel Michael kind of being with me throughout the day, I've had other spirit guides that seemed like they were just beings from another realm or like a deceased person. So. Yeah. I was, I was going to ask what the differentiation might be uh, to make it clearer for our listeners, the difference between an angel and a spirit guide in your opinion. Cause I know there, you know, there's no definitives here, but. I think it can be all of the above, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. So. Do you have any personal experience with spirit guides? I do. I do. Uh, now, for me, with my spirit guides, it's a very subtle communication. I know I've discussed on a previous episode that visualization can be something I struggle with. Like, there, there are certain things I've got in the bag, but 
I don't actually see things like there there's no clairvoyance there unless I'm in a dream state. But their communication to me comes through by numbers. And I don't know if that's because I spent 15 years in accounting, but (laughs) I always know that something is trying to be communicated with me when I see repeated numbers. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because, I mean, we we both have that experience. Like, I see a lot of repeating numbers, usually only on license plates because <laughs> I used to drive all the time. When I when my journey into this sort of thing just began, I was driving a lot. And I feel like that was just the easiest way for my guides to communicate yeah. with me. Now, I do call them angel numbers. So in some ways, um, I feel like it's the angelic energy speaking to me. And in some ways I feel like it's also just a guide. So I don't even necessarily know that I differentiate between the two because it's all energy, right? I just know that someone's something is trying to get my attention. (laughs) Yeah. I would be really curious to hear from our listeners. What would you consider the separation between these two? Yeah, absolutely. Hop on over to our Instagram and and drop us a comment or a DM and we'd love to um to feature that on our stories. Yes. Up next, we're going to talk about deities. Now, per the Oxford Dictionary, this is a god or goddess in a polytheistic religion. But of course, this can mean many different things to many different people. And the one of the good things about working with deities is there's so many different pantheons to choose from as far as connecting with a deity. Jamie, do you work with any in your practice? I do. And again, I want to mention that I feel like there's a multitude of different pantheons, as you said, um, of deities to work with. So that way there's something for everyone again. And there's certain ones that I resonate with and some that I just don't resonate with. Um, But there are a few historically for me that I just keep coming back to. Um, Now my journey actually began kind of working with deities. I took a, a course, a, uh, seven week course where we were taken through working with different deities and different spirit animals. And that was one of the most beautiful experiences um, I've ever had. And the ones that stuck out to me the most were working with Kali and Mary Magdalene. Those are the two that seem to pop up for me a lot. Now, Kali gets a bad rap sometimes. <laughs> she is a goddess of absolute destruction and carnage. But I think because of my Scorpio rising and my tendency in my life to just constantly be transforming myself, this death and rebirth theme, I think it's appropriate for me. So I can see how that makes sense. Um, and, you know, when it comes to working with a deity, you know, it's it's really simple. You just ask, (laughs) you know, you just ask and you set the intention. So that's what I've done with her and Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene is a figure that, you know, I wouldn't say is necessarily considered a goddess of sorts historically, but I definitely look at her as a deity. Yeah, I really liked a couple of the things that you zoned in on here. And I do want to take a minute to talk about deities because I know this will interest a lot of our listeners as far as finding a deity. And 
you mentioned, you know, paying attention to the ones that speak to you. Because like we said, you know, there's many different pantheons. You can find one that you want to work with. So picking a, you know, a patron deity, I think is what they call it. I mean, I'm, I don't have one, so I'm not speaking from experience here. But there have been times in my life when I was going to work with one. So I have definitely like seen the signs there. And I think that is something to look out for. There will be a particular deity that stands out to you. They are in your mind. They're in your dreams. They're in your thoughts. And this could be an indication that that particular deity would like to work with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really how it happened with Mary Magdalene. It just kept coming up left and right. People talking about it books being suggested, um, seeing things on TV. And yeah, it, I wouldn't say that I necessarily have a patron deity, but if I were to say that I did, it would definitely be her. I feel like I embody her a lot and sometimes without even really trying. In fact, I just posted a picture of myself this morning from over a year ago. Uh, where I was really channeling her before I went into my dark night of the soul that I was in for the last year or more. Um, And so, yeah, like she said, uh, you will find these themes. And if it's meant to be, then, then you can explore that and just see if it is something that calls you. But it's not required. A lot of people think, especially a lot of witches think that you have to have a patron deity, but I personally don't think that you do. <laughs> I just think sometimes it's handy and it can be really useful if you're trying to learn something new. Yeah. I, I know multiple witches who work with several deities, so I wouldn't like put yourself in a box that way to only work with one. But you know, if one is standing out more than the others, that's definitely one you should, you know, explore. Um, now, so I wanted to address a couple other things for this. Me, personally, I would not recommend starting out your relationship asking for things. Um, <laughs> just, you know, for being polite, you know. <laughs> um, so if you are, you know, hoping to work with a deity, I would start by, one, studying them and to honoring them. And that could look a few different ways. This could be setting up an altar for them. This could be leaving them offerings. You know, uh, this could be even just studying them to get to know them better. And, you know, that will also help what you could include on that altar or what you can include for offerings as well. Because a lot of offerings can be specific to a certain deity. Certain mythologies can provide you with uh, the preferences of the gods. You know, through their, you know, stories, you'll be able to collect little tidbits of what was important to them. And these could be things that you include on the altar and for your offerings, you know, like scents or foods or maybe representations of animals they either turn into or they have a close relationship with, things like that.
If you aren't already, we would love to have you follow us over on Instagram, Cosmic Cauldron Podcast, and click the link in our bio. You're going to see something new there. We've added a tip jar. And if you feel compelled to keep supporting this podcast and to see us grow and to be able to offer more ways to deepen your spirituality and your witchcraft, we would love to have you drop a little tip there. And, you know, for doing so, we'd be happy to mention you as a thank you on this podcast. So check that out. In addition to that, we have officially launched our Patreon community. That information can also be found in the bio on our Instagram profile. So be sure to head over there and check out the three different ways that you can be a part of the Cosmic Cauldron Coven. Ah, we have been mentioning this throughout the months. So to finally get it live, you know, it's something that we're really proud of. And we redid our bio and now you can find all our episodes as well as the tip jar and our Patreon community. So we just wanted to keep you in the loop with our updates and we're really excited to see y'all over there. And now back to the episode. And the next type of spirit we're going to talk about is probably what you think of when we say spirit, and that is ghosts (laughs) or also your ancestors that sometimes come to you in the form of disembodied spirits. Um, And per the Britannica definition, a ghost soul or specter of a dead person usually believed to inhabit the netherworld and to be capable of returning in some form to the world of the living. According to descriptions or depictions provided by believers, a ghost may appear as a living being or as a nebulous likeness of the deceased or occasionally in other forms. So (laughs) I know we both have a multitude of of stories, um, but I'd love to hear some of yours, Charlotte. (sighs) We know I've got ghosts. Literally and figuratively. Um, No, uh, I actually don't feel as much energy here as I did in the place that I used to live in. Um, The activity in that house far exceeded anything I've experienced here. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because the house type. I'm currently living in what used to be a military housing area. So I don't know. Uh, And with that military lifestyle, I don't think anybody ever settled here and was like, this is my forever home. So (laughs) I don't think, you know, that the place that I live in now is rich in history as, as my other place, but I have definitely been scared shitless on a number of occasions here. For me, it's been people visiting and people that I know and I'm familiar with that that I've really had a connection with. I've felt hugs. I've felt, you know, somebody touch my hand here. And I just sort of instinctively knew who it was in those occasions. So nothing scary here for me. Thankfully, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Only welcome spirits. Yeah. I would say that my house definitely came equipped with its um, its own set of inhabitants that were already here. 
Uh, (laughs) when I bought this place, one of the amenities, right? It definitely was one of the selling points for sure. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I guess you could say I sort of felt it when the first time I came to look at this place, you could feel the, the deepness to it. It didn't, it wasn't scary, Mm -hmm. but it was rich. It was rich for sure. Um, and, and I mean, just speaking to this particular home in general, like we had, a little boy spirit. I believe he was like a native American boy. He's no longer here. Um, I did show him out eventually because he liked to play with the lights <laughs> and I was afraid he was going to make one explode or something one day. And it was very distracting. Um, so, you know, we, we dealt with that, but there's been, there's been other things as well. You know, there was the, the people that built this house, they left a bunch of really weird shit in the attic. Um, a lot of stuff that had to do with the um, what's that organization called? Mm-hmm. The um, I need more details. Break, the Masons. The Masons. Ah, yeah. They left a lot of stuff up there pertaining to like masonry, and I'm not talking about bricklayers here. And the Freemasons. Yeah, the Freemasons, and then. The Eastern Star, I think, is the women's chapter of that. I guess the wife was a part of that as well. So there was some stuff up there that you would not have assumed someone would leave. Um, you know, so it's freaking crazy. It was. It was crazy. And I ended up throwing it out because <laughs> damn, I wanted a photo. <laughs> I, you know, looking back now, if if I knew then what I know now probably would have done differently. But I was influenced by the person in my life at that time who was kind of over-exaggerating it. And there was a book. There was an actual book on Freemasonry that was very, very old. And unfortunately, that person now has that book. I do not have it in my possession anymore. Um, but I would love to to crack it open. I never did. Uh, I was told it probably wasn't a good idea to do that. But anyways, we're getting off topic. Point is, there was some probably weird stuff that had gone on here. We found some weird rocks with, like, letters on them in the ground around the house. There was, like, a new playing card on the ground in my garage every time I walked out there. Like, they were just falling from the rafters. It was strange. So, we we experienced a lot of weird stuff. Um, but the, the craziest of which, if we want to go ahead and tell the cat story now. <laughs> yes, we do. Let's go ahead and tell the cat story. So this was actually about a year ago, actually. It was a year ago. Uh, The person that I was living with had moved out. And they had left a vehicle that was no longer running on the side of my house, kind of right at the end um, where my bedroom and my daughter's bedroom is. And it was parked there for a while. And it wasn't until about a month later that they came to pick up this vehicle. But... Before they had even moved out for like a couple of months, my son kept saying that he was seeing this like devil cat, this like little like ghost cat thing that was running around. He said it was all black. It had red eyes and it was it was scaring him because it was like coming out of nowhere and just like dashing across rooms. And um, so I did a cleansing ritual one night (laughs) and it it didn't really seem to make it any better. Um, But after a few more rituals and kind of talking to it, it finally went away. Well, when this person finally came and moved their vehicle, we found the skeleton 
of a dead cat, like literally within five feet of the walls of my home. <laughs> it was friggin' crazy. I remember you text messaging that. I don't mm-hmm. even remember if you included a warning. I was just like, is it, is that ghost cat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was one of the most validating ghost experiences I've ever had because this little ghost cat, yes. I swear we were all seeing it everywhere. And I think we may actually, I may have actually seen it a few times already in the last couple of days. Um, little flashes of black it's here like, and there. Yeah, I know. I was like, hello again. <laughs> it's spooky season, bitches. Right? I was like, just don't scare me this time. Um, so yeah, that that was pretty crazy because I of all the ghost experiences I've had, they usually dealt more with like people like humans that had passed over and not animals. This was my first experience with like the ghost of an animal. So I don't know whose cat it was. I don't know where it came from, Uh, but it was pretty much mummified by the time we discovered it, which means it had been there for a while, which added up with the timeline of us seeing this ghost cat. So yeah, that was pretty crazy. Alter. He's now part of the family. <laughs> oh my god. You're right. Well, not only that, but we have a cat buried in front of Gabe's window because you know, we had a cat pass away during COVID. We're pretty sure that it caught COVID when we caught COVID. And we were down for like a whole week. I mean, just out of it, spaced out, fevered, you know. And it was only 5-6 days later that we realized that we weren't seeing this little kitten that we had just gotten. She was only like 5-6 months old. And um, she died a week later, but he was, oh, she, she was my son's favorite. That, that boy carried that cat around like a rag doll. She just loved him. And so he asked for her to be buried under his window. So not only did we have mummy cat over here, but we also have (laughs) our personal family kitten buried right outside the front door in front of his window. (laughs) He is making sure he has ghost pets. Like, he's collecting them at this point. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. As Xena Xena literally comes right up on me and touches my arm and just scared the living shit out of me. Yes, she did. She did. (laughs) She probably sees ghost cat. I know. She's like, cat? Did someone say cat? I thought you were the ghost cat, Xena. You freaked me out. I don't know. As far as we know, the ghost cat's on film right now. <laughs> He's coming to play. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you may be thinking, okay, you guys have all these crazy stories. And you obviously connected with spirits in multiple ways, multiple different types of spirits. How do I connect with them? Well, in my opinion, if you're new to this This is something that you should start off slow with. Now, when it comes to the different types, I'd say just make your intentions known and let them reveal themselves to you. Like she said, no matter who you're talking to, it's not best to start off making demands. And I never suggest forcing any kind of communication, whether it's angelic energies or your spirit guides, deities, or ghosts. The best policy, again, in my opinion, is to be very gentle and very slow to start with this. So, you know, especially when it comes to your own home, (laughs) you know, uh, Charlotte is a fan. I'm not personally a fan of like seances and Ouija boards. 
um, she does. She doesn't necessarily have as much of an issue with them. But, you know, in your own personal home where you live, breathe, sleep, you know, just be careful, be mindful what you invite in. Sometimes if if you're not very experienced with such things, you can end up inviting things in that you did not intend to. Yes, and I love spirit boards. I have always been drawn to them. I had a little glow-in-the-dark Ouija board when I was a preteen that I miss a lot, really, ridiculously so. I may need to buy myself another one if they still make them. <laughs> <laughs> but but I want to preface that uh, with you need to have strong protections in place and a strong shield in place. And what I mean by this is when you use something like a spirit board or you host a seance, you can attract multiple types of energy to you. So you want to... One, I like to cleanse first. I like to have protective candles. I would say black for me. Um, I like to have my wards in place, which are typically just little enchanted figures around my house that I use as a ward to ward off negative energy. And just sort of having a, a shield. I don't have a... I wish I had a better way to describe that, but I would say... It's more like a filter. Have a clear idea of the types of energies you want to allow in and have a clear idea of the types that you want to keep out. So it is very important. My my daughter was talking yesterday about doing some, um, I don't know, I guess it's like updated uh, Bloody Mary or Candyman oh, shit goodness. in her mirror. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> no, you know. I remember, gosh, that stuff has been around for a long time. I remember being in elementary school in Memphis, Tennessee. I wasn't actually at the school. I remember being at home upstairs in our bathroom, which had no windows, mind you. This was a bathroom like in the middle of the home. And I shut the light off, closed the door, and I did the Bloody Mary thing. And I like screamed and ran out. I didn't stick around. Yep. No. <laughs> but I, you know, you got to wonder what effect that <laughs> has had on me long term who freaking knows it's not worth it don't do it i want to say she was talking about like summoning slender man or some shit she's a big creepy pasta fan so something of that nature okay and while i don't think yeah while i don't think she would actually be summoning that i don't know what you're gonna invite in yeah <laughs> let's just not how about that let's just yeah. not summon in weird creepy energies like Mm-mm. Yeah. Nobody's got time for that. Mm-hmm. No, no. Slender man. Good gracious. Why would she? You know what? I'm going to have to have a talk with this kid. <laughs> she is strange. She's very strange. But, you know, I do encourage that. So I cannot blame her. But please, please don't be bringing shit in this house that you are not qualified to Remote. Right. So. Maybe just increase the quality <laughs> of what you're summoning just a little bit. <laughs> she won't. She won't. <laughs> oh, the na- nativity of children. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Now, some of the other ways that you can connect with them, I've already previously mentioned leaving offerings, and that would be specific to what type of energy you are trying to contact, what type of spirit. Now, if you're leaving offerings for your ancestors, make these specific to them, like photographs, items of theirs that they gave to you or that were passed down to you. You can also leave their favorite foods out or, as we mentioned in a previous episode, their favorite liquors, if they have one, possibly wine. It depends what their (laughs) particular poison was. Um, uh, now this also works for deities as well. Granted, you will have to do the reading on a particular deity as well as follow your intuition as to what you leave out. I I have never actually done this for spirit guides or angels, but I'm not going to say it's outside of the realm of possibilities. Um, it's just never crossed my mind. I'm not entirely sure why, but now it has. (laughs) Yeah, I can't say that I've ever been big on giving offerings, like, of a physical sense, I guess. Um, there have been several times where I've intended to. Now, I, I will say, <laughs> and I and I and we haven't mentioned this kind of energy at all, and, and maybe it deserves a place on this episode, but working with fairy energy or fae. Um, yes. That is something a couple of years ago that was really strong for me. And especially like after I bought this house, cause we're like surrounded by woods on two sides. It's very palpable. So I, I do, I have a couple of times kind of gone out and left like something pretty <laughs> on this log that's out uh, in front of my house by the woods, just as like a peace offering. Like <laughs> you'll stay over there. Thank you. Please don't take my shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I have never I've never worked with them and which is a little funny because I have two very large fairies on my back Um, (laughs) but I don't I don't I just I thought they were beautiful and I wanted them permanently marked on me Um, (laughs) (laughs) you got what you wished for they are pretty I sure did well, that was kind of cool. The tattoo artist who did these went on to win Ink Master. And now, even if I wanted to have these touched up, I can't afford him. Oh, my so. gosh. I can imagine. <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty cool story, it's, though. It's not happening. Yes. I. That's the only season of Ink Master I've ever watched. <laughs> but I actually do leave out offerings. Um like I said, I don't have a patron deity and I don't typically work with them. Um, it, it's more like if I notice there's a presence, like I'll exchange a, a what's up. And that's about the extent of that for, for my practice. But I do honor um, my ancestors and I do leave offerings. Uh, food, some of the time. Uh, but I do want to mention in this episode, because I think this is perfect, I have had a lot of people ask me what to do with offerings. Um, So I wanted to address that here. If it is an edible offering, you only want to leave that, the offering out a couple of hours to overnight. You do not want this offering to mold. And ways of disposing it, if you'd like, you could return it to the earth or you could even consume it yourself. I know some people do that. Um... Now, 
The reason for this is once it is placed on your altar, it would be energetically consumed. So it's not going to disappear. That's not how an offering works. It is just offering your uh, your deity or your ancestors or maybe even your spirit guide uh, this and it will be energetically consumed. So for how to connect with spirits, I just wanted to take the opportunity to sort of summarize some of the ways that you can. Um, one way to connect with spirits is through meditation. This is the process that I use the most when I am in a deep meditation. I find it easier to see and hear things that I can't when my brain wavelength is on the standard everyday grind wavelength. So it's it's easiest to get clearer messages when you're in a meditative state. A, another way, and something me and Jamie both have mentioned here, is they will communicate with you through signs. Um, we mentioned seeing series of numbers. For Jamie, she sees them on license plates. For me, hell, I am on my computer a lot. So it's usually there where I will see the repetitive numbers. But it can also be other signs. Uh, another thing for me is when I see a cardinal. Uh, so like a specific animal. When these signs come through, you're going to know it was meant for you. So that's the difference between is this a sign and I know it's a sign. When it's a sign, you are going to, you're going to know. You're going to have that that inner knowing that that was a sign meant for you. Granted, there, there could be a little more digging involved. Sometimes I have been confused. Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes. Like, for me, with the numbers, it's never a doubt in my mind. I mean, I don't know if, like, other people see as many double and triple numbers on license plates as I do. It's it's reached the point of insanity at this rate. Um, but like the other day, I think I saw, well, there were several days last week where I saw four, four, probably over a dozen times driving around. You know, it's like, that is not coincidence. <laughs> like, that is intentional. <laughs> For me, the other day, it was 442. I was seeing that everywhere. Interesting. Like, well, that's oddly specific. Yeah. And that's that's when you know, right? When you see it once, you happen to notice it and you're like, huh, I don't know why I noticed that. And then you huh. see it again and you're like, hmm. And then you see it a third time and you're like, okay, I'm going to look this up now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Like, okay, you got my attention. <laughs> uh, another way we have mentioned is spirit boards. Um that need to be used in unison with protection magic. But you can also communicate with them through divination. Uh, so like tarot cards, oracle cards, pendulums. There, There's a few different perspectives with the energy that you're tapping into. Some people believe, you know, it's the highest version of ourselves, our higher mind when we are tapping into divination, uh, using tarot cards or, or a pendulum. But there is another thought process that you can directly communicate with your spirit guides or deities using these methods. Yes, and I have experienced both of those. Um, usually I will just ask myself to help me and to, to bring forth a message. But there have been times where I ask my guides to give me a message. And, you know, when you're when you become really aware 
it's it's very noticeable <laughs> the difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I for me actually, and it, I just made the connection when I am reading my cards, I am not tapping into my higher knowledge. In some levels, I am, but I am asking to be guided. So this to me would be me working with my spirit guides. Like what, what is occurring here that I am missing? What, what direction should I go? Uh, You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. That wraps up this week's episode. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If you do, please let us know by leaving us a review either on our Instagram or on Apple Podcasts. Basically, anywhere you can leave a review would be super helpful. Uh, And let us know your thoughts on this episode and what you'd like to hear more of. We love hearing from you. Currently, I am working on turning all of Eclectic Charges graphics into printables that you can download to either go in your virtual grimoire or you can print them out to go in there. I'll be adding to these currently. I have listed all my spell jars on there. Well, almost all of them. (laughs) I'm still, it's still in progress. Um, But they are available for download directly on my website. And if you need links for that, go over to at Eclectic Charge on Instagram and you can browse my bio links. And Jamie, I know you're working on something exciting too. I would, uh, yeah, I'm just going to cut it at you're working on something exciting too. Did I say that? No, hold on. And Jamie, I know you. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even high, man. <laughs> it's so active up here that sometimes I don't know if I've said things or they just or they floated existed. around. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I get that. It's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me try this again. And Jamie, I know you're working on something very exciting too. Yes. If you're not following me already, please jump over to Instagram at Jamie Amanda Official. And that's J-A-I-M-E for those of you who don't know. Um, I do have a lot of exciting things in the works. You know, I took a year off to to heal and to recalibrate and Scorpio season was about to hit and all of a sudden, boom all these ideas, all this inspiration and all this movement started happening. And so I'm going to be launching a membership soon. I'm going to be launching a workshop soon. And probably the beginning of next year, I'm looking at a group like mentoring program as well. So there's a lot happening (laughs) right now that I'm very excited about. And I am sharing about that on my Instagram. So be sure to follow me there to keep up with all the craziness. And uh, we love you guys again. Thank you for being here. Yes. And just a reminder that we have officially launched our Patreon. You can find the links for that in our Instagram bio. And that is at Cosmic Cauldron Podcast. So until next time, blessed be. Peace out.